1: You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is
0: Crystal Hammond. I'm Alan Corey. I'm Joe Salcihai, and you're listening to the Earn and Invest Podcast.
1: My parents owned real estate, so I owned real estate. My parents were landlords, so I became a landlord. Even early in my financial trajectory, I realized that's what wealthy people do. My first door was a condo, the second a foreclosure, the third a foreclosure lake house owned by a crazy person who harassed us for at least a year after we bought it, and that eventually we 1030'd one into two more condos. Four doors at my peak, good cash flow, and a lot of headaches too many headaches. So I liquidated everything. My conclusion, real estate is a great way to build wealth, especially if you're starting from zero. But it's a lot harder than index funds. And in my case, the returns were definitely less. You can make much more money and higher returns than I did, but you're going to have to work at it. Or maybe at least listen to a podcast or two. Joe Salcihai is the co-creator and owner of the Stacking Benjamins podcast, also known as the greatest money show on earth. Today is joined by Alan Corey and Crystal Hammond, who are co-hosts of the newly created and about to launch Stacking Deeds show. Joe, Crystal, Alan, welcome to Earn and Invest. Joe, tell me, I want to start with you. Why another real estate podcast?
0: I think there's always room, number one, for a good podcast. I mean, there, there, there there always is. So number one, if anybody out there is thinking about starting a podcast, don't stop because you think the landscape is too full. If you've got something to say, we need more voices. And when I look at the landscape of real estate podcasts, there's definitely some good ones, but there are also a lot of podcasts out there, as as you know, Doc, where they're, it, it's it truly is a sales pitch. It isn't as much about education as it is about join my syndication or hand your money over to me or whatever it might be. And when I was on a hunt for podcasts that were fun first, and then second taught real estate to newbies in a way that was really much more about teaching than about selling, I couldn't find that many. And so I thought that uh, that we definitely have an opportunity here. That said, I was not ready to do this show. I was, I was, I was doing my own thing, having a lot of fun making stacky Benjamins. And, uh, this guy that I'm pointing at on the video, Alan Corey, after he was on our show, was a great guest on our show talking about real estate and how he did it. He wrote me and he's like, Hey, I think there might be room for a stacking Benjamins podcast, uh, about real estate. And I said, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thanks. (laughs)
2: I think you, you wrote back unsubscribe. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> and then it took me about a year and I'm like, you know what? I think so. But, but I also said, I think we need the right co-host. Like you're so far in the weeds, Alan. I think we need the right co-host. Somebody that's done it some, but also is learning about it like the rest of us. So uh, I was like, who would that be? Who would be? And I thought Crystal Hammond. And so I wrote to Crystal. I'm like, there's no way in hell Crystal's going to say yes. Crystal said yes, which was super cool.
1: So, Alan, I feel like the basis of any good
2: podcast
1: are the stories that end up being told. So tell me your real estate story. What was your first real estate transaction?
2: Yeah, sure. I was uh, living in the projects of Spanish Harlem, and I thought my way to wealth was going to be through stand-up comedy. So I was doing stand-up comedy on, in the New York uh, up till 3 o'clock every night. And, uh, and by the way, not, just, as, a, yeah. just
0: as, a, as an aside, as Alan told me this story, I thought this story was a joke when I first
2: heard <laughs> oh.
0: it. I was like, there's no way this... So I decided I'd get rich through comedy. Like, who does
2: that? But anyway... <laughs> well well I was looking I, I was class clown in high school and I was like well I, I didn't get that good of grade so maybe I need to lean in to do this class clown thing um and uh you know I, I learned quick that uh, jokes don't pay well uh especially if you're a, a terrible comedian so uh, I was like I need another source of income in order to pursue this comedy career and so I I just devoured personal finance books you know and wealth building books and uh, real estate just resonated with me And then I had a plan. It's like, if I just buy one property a year for the next five, five years, I could probably have enough passive income or, you know, leveraged income is probably the more appropriate term. There is some work, like you pointed out at the beginning of the show, doc. And what I realized is, wow, man, I actually like real estate more than I like comedy. I'm better at it. It pays much better. And Mm -hmm. after three years and and three properties, I was like, this, this is all I'm doing. And I just became obsessed with it. So my first property was a 10,000, I had $10,000 in my name. I bought a hundred thousand dollar condo. It was a one bedroom condo right after 9 nine eleven in New York City, where no one was buying real estate. Everyone mm-hmm. was fleeing the city. So people always talk about like you know the fear of being real estate. Like there, there's not one person that was like, yeah, Alan, this is a good time to buy real estate. But I I, I was I had ten thousand dollars. I was like, I want to get out of the projects. If this doesn't go well, I'm back in the project, so I might as well try. Like like I I, I you know, there, there's no harm done. There's only upside. It's such an asymmetrical bet. And then I bought that one bedroom condo, I just hung a heavy curtain across my living room, rented it to another comedian, and uh it, it paid for my entire mortgage and I was like, yeah, I I want more of this. And so just that that became a lifelong passion. I've been doing it for 23 years now, uh buying as much as I can when I can.
1: Aha, the house hack, always the good first real estate investment. Crystal, Joe mentioned this idea that Alan has been in the weeds for quite a while, and he wanted someone to pair with Alan who maybe was a little bit newer to the real estate game. Talk to us about what your real estate portfolio looks like right now.
3: All righty. So, like, I'm glad uh, Alan mentioned, you know, um, that there's a lot of fear that goes into real estate investing because I'm a part-timer myself. So I'm a full time engineer. So I, I do this um on a side. But my first property that I acquired was out of fear. The duplex that I grew up in on the south side of Chicago was for sale. So the landlords wanted to sell it. And so I knew that some friends of mine they attended these real estate meetings. So I was like, hey, I would like to go with you with to your real estate meetings and my goal was to meet someone, become their friend and say hey, by the way, this duplex for sale, my mom lives there, please don't raise her rent. And the more people I talked to, they were like, "Hey, do you have a job?" I was like, "Yeah, of course I have a job." And they're like, "Well, why don't you buy the property?" And I was like, "Me? I can't buy a property." So, you know, unlike you, I there was no one in my family that owned real estate. I didn't know anybody that owned real estate, so I didn't think I could do it, but Since I surrounded myself with a group of friends, you know, that I I knew I trusted, I went to their real estate meeting and my first property ended up, I bought that duplex. It was a house hack um, because I wasn't able to lower my mom's rent, but I didn't know how how cheap the rent, the mortgage would be. So um, it was a very, very cheap, cheap, way cheaper than the rent I was paying at the time. And that was my first house hack that I didn't even know what, what the term was, what it was at the time. So I'm just like Alan. Oh, I like this. You know, I, I want to do more, but I'm on a part-time basis here. So I haven't put both feet into it, but I'm still in the game. Um, I've bought more. I have a condo. I have some um, empty lots that I plan on developing. So I'm more of a, okay, I still have to work a full-time job, but I, I like this real estate stuff. So... I want to do more as I can. Like, this is something that anyone can do.
1: Joe, I'm interested in this idea that both Alan and Corey, when they're telling you about learning about real estate, right, they dove into either blogs or podcasts or went to real estate meetings, which makes me think a lot about Stacking Benjamins. It is the greatest money show on earth. We talk there about all sorts of things. But am I right in saying we don't talk a lot about real estate?
0: We talk... you're right. Number one, you are right. And and the reason is, is because of the fact that there are so many things and we try to give equal opportunities to all the different paths to wealth. I mean, the true, the true nature of the Stacking Benjamin show is that there's a lot of different airplanes that you can get on and we curate lots of different ones. And then you decide which one to get on. And I think real estate's one of those. The issue with real estate though, as you mentioned in your open is, it is a little more complicated. There are some things that you need to know and and you know when it comes to buying an index funds you buy you buy you know the vanguard total stock market index and you own one fund you own every piece of the market there's really not a lot to know you're automatically invested you're invested in most of the 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 companies that make up our economy like what do you need to know beyond that historically our economy is based on companies and companies succeeding so you just buy it when it comes to real estate I think that a lot of people will tell you. I'm sure that Alan Krista will tell you that a lot of the game is played up front, right? There are some, there's some numbers that you need to know. Making a great purchase decision is a huge part of your win. When you get ready to sell your real estate, how you maintain it, right? Every month, if you do you hire a property manager, do you not hire a property manager? Whether you go like Crystal was talking about with with empty lots, or if you go with storage units, or you know, I like farmland as an example, which is totally different. If you go with commercial real estate, Alan in our first episode that we just uh, have been recording uh, was talking about you know ABCD real estate. A lot of people don't even know their ABCs of real estate. So diving into some of these terms and the different language, so that you can you can then begin riding the bike. My son's in this big time, by the way, Doc. He owns 14 rental properties and absolutely loved it. But he, he talks about it that way. You just got to know the language. Once you know the language,
1: it's much easier than you think. Alan, it begs an interesting question, right? Because obviously out there in the world, we have people who know tons about real estate and then those who are coming at it as newbies. Who do you think Stacking Deeds is going to be most oriented to? Are you looking at beginners? Are you looking at advanced real estate people? Tell me who the information is really aimed
2: at. I think it's, you know, piggyback off Joe's comment, it's learning the language. So this is going to be for the newer um, investor or maybe someone who's not necessarily interested in investing yet, but they'd like to learn more about it. And then they'll make that decision later. I think even if you're just a homeowner, you you own your primary and that's all you want. You're going to learn a lot about the house that you own that you've got the most money of any investment invested in. Uh, It doesn't hurt to learn a little bit more about it and and the inner workings and how how to evaluate your property, how to improve your property. So uh, I think this is anyone who's thinking about buying a home or owns a home, and then maybe your first uh, one, two, or three investments just to sort of set the foundation. I'm I'm looking at this show as, as sort of being the foundation and like, all good real estate, a solid foundation is is completely necessary.
1: So Crystal, given what Alan just said, you're going to get a lot of people who come to this show who are maybe on the borderline. Maybe they don't have any properties. Maybe they've been hearing about it. In your estimation, why is real estate such a powerful investment, especially for kind of these new people who are starting to hear about it?
3: I feel like real estate is a powerful investment just because everybody needs a place to live. We talked about fear a little bit earlier. I noticed that the second place that I bought was also out of fear because I was living here in the D.C. area and I had my, you know, fancy pants government job, fancy pants apartment. And the, the after the first year, the rent went up 10 percent. And I was like, wait a minute. You didn't do anything. Can I get a free turkey? Can you upgrade the <laughs> carpet? Do something. You know, lie to me. Make make me feel like this 10% increase is worth it. No, they're like, listen, you know, uh, we, we have the power to do that. You know, we're in fancy pants government land and we can charge pretty much whatever we want for for rent. So that my fear of the, the landlords increasing my rent again and again and again, and they weren't doing anything. And second of all, I needed a place to stay. So I'm like, well, why not own the place that I, that I, um, that I pay my, you know, rent mortgage to. So that way I am in control. I'm in control of number one, how much I pay. Number two, I'm also in control of the the increases and decreases and things like that. So I feel like we all need a place to stay. So why not have a little more, you know, ownership or control or, you know, power over that of, of what you're paying.
1: Joe, you and I mentioned this idea of index funds and how you don't really need to know a lot, right? To be invested in index funds. Yet in real estate, you do have to do a little bit more work and research. I guess it makes me ask the question why not just index funds? Like, why jump into real estate in the first place? Well, that's what I do, right? My son loves real
0: estate. I've owned one property. I don't do, I don't do real estate investing. I realize that it's not for me. But for those people that it is for There's so much misinformation out there. There's so many salespeople out there. Frankly, I get more pitches for real estate gurus for Stacky Benjamins than any other area that you have to know what you're doing. But back to your question, because that didn't answer your question. Your question was about why why real estate? You know what it is? There is a sense of control that Alan got by saying, I want to pay this bill specifically i want to make sure that i get this bill paid i want to make sure i get this other bill paid and i want this property to do it like the sense of control you get with a rental property versus the sense of i'm on a roller coaster with with index funds is completely different when you look at the north american real estate index the nareed index over long periods of time doc both of them to your point get you to about the same place however Alan will tell you, and Crystal will tell you that with some work, you can be, I think a little bit easier. You can be, if you know what the hell you're doing, you can be somebody that tilts the odds in your favor. Like as an example, people understood odds. They wouldn't go into the restaurant business, right? They, they totally wouldn't. And yet more people open restaurants than any yeah, other type of business on earth. True. When you take a look at, when you take a look at real estate, there are so many people that are afraid, and yet when you talk to somebody that begins their real estate adventure, they, they often have these outsized returns. Once they learn that language, they will. And so I don't want to promise outsized returns. I certainly don't do it myself. I don't want to learn that language, but I think that for those people that do, there needs to be a voice that is less, I don't know, charlatany. Is that a word? Charlatany, less, less, no. less magic, <laughs> less dumb stuff, and much more. Okay. Here's how you're going to do it. But I think it attracts a certain person. You'll get there that way. But, but you know, there's people that just love it. Alan's that guy. I mean, Crystal and I can't get him to shut up sometimes. You're like, dude, <laughs> let somebody else talk. Like, he's just all about real estate all the time.
2: Well, I think it's control, which Crystal said as well as you did, Joe. Like, for me, I couldn't control a, a stock like i, I can't go in and, and tell the ceo to fire someone or their customer service Ooh. needs improvement or what, what anything like that so i was never in control i felt like stocks were gambling because it's like yeah i should do this yeah. and it'll probably go up but i had no control over it but as a landlord i had 100% control in that i get to decide whether i am buying it what i'm going to charge for rent what, what you know who's the tenant who's you know all all that stuff i felt like i was actually in control of my money and to take a step further, what Joe was referring to is my house FIRE method, where FIRE stands for financial independence, retire early. And I I was doing the math, the typical math about like, um, let's say I had $150 internet bill uh internet phone bill and i i i can never get rid of that like it's it's you can't buy it in bulk at costco or anything right it's always going to stay with me it's going to follow me for life and i hated that i didn't feel like i was in control um and so the fire method is that you take you know annual of that, that would be 1800 so 12 months of that bill is 1800 bucks if you save twenty five times that, which is sort of the the math in, a, in some sort of stock savings, that's forty five thousand dollars, right? So for forty five thousand dollars, I could withdraw four percent a year. This this is just sort of the what mathematicians have come up with with, with retirement planning, and then I would always be able to pay that internet slash phone bill, and that's assuming it never goes up in, in price. And that that seemed crazy to me forty five thousand dollars for a phone bill for the rest of my life. So if you take half of that, what I figured out. 22,500, I could go buy a $100,000 property that cash flows $150 a month. And so I went through every single bill and this was how I controlled my bill and how I plan on retirement was let me buy a property to kill this bill or burn this bill, you know, the house fire method. And um and I just went to the next bill and the next bill and what I like about that is that in retirement, once all my bills are paid off, I get to live larger and more extravagant in retirement because the mortgage gets paid down, the rent goes up. Uh, I, I'm actually making more money each year in retirement, which goes against every other retirement plan where you're forced on a budget. So it was, it, it comes back to control again for me.
3: I wanted to go back to what Joe said when he's like, you know, real estate's not for me, and I almost want to say, well, I, I didn't think real estate was for me either. You know, when I was in my first situation, funny thing about surrounding yourself with you know real estate gurus and you know listening to podcasts like these. Because um, when I surrounded myself around those people to go to that meeting to meet someone to solve my real estate problem, I came out of that meeting, you know, a new real estate fan. So you, a lot of times, you can't say, "Well, I don't know, real estate's not for me." Because sometimes it happens to you. Sometimes you are in a situation where, oh, this is a huge real estate issue or housing issue that I need to find a solution for, or and I need to fix. And when you, you know, sound, surround yourself with cool people like us, you know, you you get empowered. <laughs> and we do because the whole point of the podcast is to show people like, you know, I'm not, hand- do I look handy? I don't want to get um, plumbing <laughs> anything on these nails, you know. So if I can do it, you know, anybody can do it. that that's And I feel like it was just because of knowledge and hearing stories and talking to other people.
0: I don't want to get anything on my nails either <laughs> or, or, or in all this hair. don't want to, don't want to do that. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. I want to go back to Alan's story for just a second, because you know what I like, doc about, about what Alan did there. Hmm. I feel like too often we give up, we give up early on stuff. Like I teach people, as you know, better than most. Uh, I teach people board games often. And the very first thing people say is, like, Oh, I'm not going to get this. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. 15 minutes of rules. I don't know that I can do this. And you think about it, you're investing 15 minutes to learn this thing. And you should expect that you're not going to be perfect at it right away. What's cool that I love about what, about Alan's story, which fired me up. And when he came to me and said, Hey, we should make a Stacky Benjamin's real estate podcast, now Stacking Deeds, is that, is that he gave himself permission to not need to get it right all at once. He I'm just going to buy a property that pays this one bill. Then I will buy another property. So guess what he does over time, doc? He like is learning this skill and he's learning this language a little bit at a time and he's not expecting himself to be perfect. He just wants to pay his damn internet bill or his electric bill or his groceries. He's want to pay this one thing. And so he gives himself permission then to not be perfect and to learn it. And over time, now, if I need to know anything about real estate or
2: the language of real estate, I go to Mr. Corey here. and. To go back to your opener, Doc G, about how you had four condos and you sold it all. To me, it, it, maybe it wasn't working a well oiled machine yet, but you just got a master's education in real estate. And it, it's just, you know, you, you've, you've now saying, I, I'm not going to use it. But that experience is a gold mine. And I think, you know, making mistakes makes you more money in the long run. Except if you quit and stop doing real estate, so it it compounds just like all investments. Your education compounds, and uh, you know. But I I love it. Just get in the game and learn. Yeah, if if you're, it's not hard to find a property that makes 150 bucks. uh, Get your feet wet, and then you're going to make you know more more money the longer you do it. Absolutely, new
0: people, no matter what type of investment, whether it's real estate or doc, anything you or I talk about anywhere, we're afraid to fail. Everybody's afraid to fail. People that are in the game will tell you they failed as often as you have. They just don't dwell on it. Like when I see people that are great, they fail faster. They fail more often. They will make a hundred decisions in the time that you make ten decisions. They will fail more often,
1: and that's why they get ahead. It's not that they don't fail. So I think that's a huge point, Crystal. Let's talk about uh, fear of failure. Let's go back to two thousand eight. I mean, it was a disaster, and a lot of real estate investors lost their shirts. Tell me what you think the outlook for real estate's going to be over the next decade? I mean, could we have another two thousand eight and does it matter?
3: Oh, definitely doesn't. I wish I had a crystal ball. My name is like a, a fraud, <laughs> I guess I would say not a fraud, but you know I wish I had the crystal ball to say that, but you know you never know, but a lot of opportunities came available also um I already had owned real estate in two thousand eight and You know, steady and stream. It didn't really change much for me. I still had renters. People still needed a place to, to, to live, but I also was able to buy another property during that time because of the, the recession. Um, I actually got a new construction and because of the, the state of the economy, you know, the, the builders threw in all kinds of extra incentives to get me to buy. So I got a great deal on top of another great deal. So I feel like it's you, you, you know, the, the state of the economy. It, it it ebbs and flows and you are ready for whatever happens. So I knew that was a great time to buy. A lot of people are on the sidelines now because of interest rates. But when I bought my first place, interest rates were at seven and a half percent and it was a dream come true for me. And if I wouldn't have done anything about that, you know, I it I, I can't even imagine what would have happened if I wouldn't have got involved. But I didn't let that interest rate stop me just because um it was a great time, it was a great deal. You I always mess up the marry the rate. No, buy marry the deal. Date
2: date the rate. Date the rate, and uh, you know, or date the rate. Marry the house. Yes, there you go. So I was married to the
3: house. Interest rate didn't matter. I just wanted in because you can always refinance later. You know when the economy tells you. So the economy lets you know, hey, now's the greatest time to buy, or now's the greatest time to sell, or refinance. So you you go with the market. You you the trend is in. There's another, you know phrase i'm making i'm going to go with the trend something like that i don't know <laughs> ride the trend yes yeah. the trend is your friend
2: oh there you go um i to me the the crash happened because everyone's philosophy quote unquote real estate investing in, in 2008 2009 was oh housing always goes up and so that was why they were buying let's buy as many as we can 100% mm-hmm. finance with adjustable rate mortgages because housing always goes up and that's not the solid principles of real estate. Uh, What I teach and what I think most successful real estate investors and the ones who didn't lose their shirt is let's get 30-year fixed loans and 12-month leases. And honestly, if it's cash flowing, I mean, after uh, expenses, you're budgeting for vacancies, your capital expenditures, like you budget all these things and there's still money on top, well, you just wait it out. Like, like, if a property drops in value 30%, it doesn't mean the rent goes down 30%, right? So, you just a real long term real estate investors who buy on the principle of buy and hold and cash flow, you just sell in up markets. If it's a down market, you just wait it out because you're still cash flowing, you're still making money. So, that's sort of the beauty of real estate to me is that you can't be impulsive. Like, it takes the ultimate fastest, like 30 days to sell something. So, uh, a lot of times you're stuck in this um, holding this property, which I love. If it was a stock, you'd sell it instantly if you see things start dropping, but just wait it out. And every peak we've ever had in real estate has always been, you know, surpassed. Uh, You just wait it long enough, you're going to surpass the previous peak. And you might as well make, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks a month until the next peak and wait then to sell if you really want to sell. We
1: are talking to Joe Salcihai, Crystal Hammond, and Alan Corey. They are the creators of the newly launching podcast, Stacking Deeds. We're going to take a short break. I'm Doc G, and this is the Earn and Invest Podcast. You know what? I love our meals from Factor. My son started getting them about a year ago when he needed a quick alternative to meals on the go. But where we've really enjoyed them is we've been remodeling our kitchen. That's right. We've had no access to our kitchen for the last few weeks. And some nights we just had no idea what to do for a meal. That is where Factor came in. We would just pop the meal in the microwave and two minutes later that's m o n a r c h m o n e y dot com slash e a r n for your extended 30 day free trial. Let me reintroduce you. We are talking to Joe Salcihai. He is the co creator and owner of the Stacking Benjamins podcast, also known as the greatest money show on earth. Today's joined by Alan Corey and Crystal Hammond, who are the hosts of the newly created and about to launch Stacking Deeds show. Joe, let's talk about stacking deeds itself. Tell me about the format of the show. What does that look like? I, I I'm I'm really excited. And by the way, for people that don't understand
0: the reference, the greatest money show on earth. It's not, I just want to explain that we're not super cocky. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not such sure stupid. you're not, Joe. Sure <laughs> you're right. not. The point mm-hmm. is, is that the show is a circus, right? Mm-hmm. The greatest show on earth. And we stuck <laughs> the word money in there. I I firmly believe, as you and I have talked about a lot, Doc, that, uh, that the science of play is super important when it comes to learning. I do not like – I t- spoke earlier that I like board games. Educational board games suck. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they tell you, oh, it's a game and it teaches you something, I'm like, I'm out. I don't want to be taught anything. <laughs> but my favorite board games do – Teach me something. At the very least, they make me ready to learn about it. Give you an example. There's a game called Power Grid, which is about, this is an exciting topic, about utilities and building utilities in the United States and around the world. Sounds like a snoozer, right? The game is actually really, really fun. And now whenever I open up any news article about energy, I'm much more open to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. I know that buying a coal plant is cheaper than buying an oil plant or wind or, nuclear, whatever it is. But I know that over time, coal costs a lot more, right? I mean, let's not even talk about pollutants and all that. In this game, it's just economic. I can buy the plant very cheaply. I buy the coal for a lot. Wind power, I got to get a bajillion of these windmills, got to get a ton of them. And each one produces a tiny bit of power. But man, if I do, my cost of energy is zero. Like, how awesome is that? So my point is, not to belabor it, but but, but because I thought that game was fun, because I, th- because I think it's a good time, I now am way open to learning about energy. And clearly, because of that rant I just did, I know a lot more about it than I used to. <laughs> just in this game that wasn't around to teach me anything. That is my number one goal. I think that too many podcasts and finance focus on the points. Listen, if you go to a great restaurant, you think the chef knows what the hell they're doing and they're going to cook you great food. The, the, the great points of the cost of entry. Because of that, why do people come to us? They come to us to be entertained and to stick with us and to dive into these topics in a fun and interesting way. So we set up the show very much like the Stacking Benjamin show. It's not live from my mom's basement. It is live from Ruth, the realtor's car. Ruth is a friend of my mom's and she's taking Ellen and Crystal to see all these uh, <laughs> these places. And while they're there, they discover there's a couple of microphones in the back of the car.
2: <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> who who knows? And this hilarious. And, and Ruth stuff might up. be nine hundred years old. We're not sure.
0: <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> we have yet. We haven't carbon dated her yet.
0: <laughs> but she's. <laughs> but she is. But she is way, way. And as you can see, Crystal is Ruth's.
3: But yeah. He, leave Ruth alone. Yeah. <laughs> defense, protector. Yeah,
0: Defends Ruth. So we have segments very much like the Stacking Benjamin show. The show has a little bit of ADD. We don't uh, hover on a topic. Our goal is to curate thoughts and ideas to get you into them. You decide which piece it interests you the most. And as Crystal and Alan said earlier, we're going to dabble in all the different types of real estate that are out there. So as you're deciding... You know, is it long term rentals? Is it flips? Is it short term rentals? Medium term rentals? Is it buying A, B, C, D class real estate? Like what? What is your game? There's so many different things that you can do. We want to show
1: you the uh, the cornucopia of stuff that's out there. Crystal, guests or no guests?
3: Yes, definitely guests because we want as many perspectives as possible. Also, and. We want to demystify demystify the real estate jargon that we hear a lot of because it is some people feel like they're missing out on these hot terms or the the hot markets and things like that and it's like no you don't need to miss out just just educate yourself arm yourself with a variety of perspectives because you're going to connect with something like maybe there's something common in your neighborhood or Um, a place that you plan on a market you plan on moving to for a job or for love or anything else like that. So you want to be armed with information. So you'll at least remember, Hey, I heard that on the stacking deeds show. And I can um, I can piggyback to that even and then Joe going back to your I almost fell asleep during your your your, your coal plant. I'm sorry but he, that he's, coal a, he's plant. a little bit full of hot air I think talking yes. about talking about that, wind energy yeah. yeah but that coal sounded like the, the power printer. nap yeah the uh, a power nap I love it that's Joe's new name power nap <laughs> it sounds like the printers and the ink you know how you pay the a printer is really cheap and then the ink is crazy expensive. So, I actually, was able to connect that to that, nice. that boring coal plant.
0: Easy, <laughs> I'm right here. This is the kind of relationship we developed already, <laughs> the three of us. Um, guests very much, Doc. Will also be not always on the nose. We certainly need to have on the nose guests. We we're excited about a frequent contributor that we have who uh, who will talk to you forever about roofs and yes. about the and about the yes. miracle of roofing. And she is incredible, all about roofing. Like we want to have those experts on the show, but we also want to talk about mindset. So some of our early guests, we've talked about uh, Michael Hyatt coming on the show. We've also reached out to people, some of the -the on-the-nose guests like uh, Brandon Turner, formerly with Bigger Pockets, Barbara Corcoran, who I think everybody knows who Barbara Corcoran is, but but also guests like Julian Saunders from Rich and Regular, who's a, a mutual friend of ours. Who failed at real estate and sold a lot of his real estate, like hearing, hearing from people who no longer do it and how they, why they made that decision, what they did and maybe what they do differently. Uh, I think those are some key interviews too, but we're going to try to take it in, in a lot of different directions mm-hmm. so that when you hear our guest it might not be what you expected originally, but that's kind of the fun of listening to podcasts, right? About the fabric of, I'm going to tune into stacking deeds like I do earn and invest, and I'm going to hear a perspective that I might not have thought I was going to get.
2: Alan, who are you dying to interview? Like, Who's big on your interview list? Um, I sold my first flip at the age of 25 to Barbara Corcoran. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to uh, connect with her. So she's from Shark Tank, if you don't know who she is, but... I, at 25, I was making things up as I went, you know, completely naive and she bought my first flip and I was like, oh, maybe this, this is for me. And that's where I made the decision. Okay. Done with comedy. Let's do real estate full time. <laughs> so, uh, I, we, we never personally talked to each other. We've, we've always connected through my people and her people. <laughs> well, it's always her people. I don't have any people. you uh, got people. That's <laughs> a good start. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's put
0: it. Crystal yeah. and I are Alan's people. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yes. And, uh, but, but she, she has endorsed my, my books in the past and has been very like helpful. I feel like in my career, and I just want to talk to her and, and let her know that, but also, you know, just, she's been someone who I've, as soon as I moved to New York, her name was everywhere. This is who I wanted to be. Uh, you know, let's just follow in Barbara's, uh, footsteps. So to me that, that, that's my sort of dream guest that, uh, we're, we're going to have on the show.
1: Alan, Alan, do you know how she did on that flip? Like, did things start falling apart the minute she took possession?
2: <laughs> well, just between <laughs> you and me, Doc G, I, I made more money than she made on it so far in the investment. But uh, uh, that, that that was maybe just this timing wise. But uh, I'm not going to tell her that.
1: Crystal, let's move away from guests and talk about real estate topics. Uh, any particularly scintillating topics you're really excited to talk about or, or kind of bring to the show that you haven't heard before, uh, besides roofing?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Roofing's gonna be fun. So this whole we actually had a, a really deep dive into the property classes. I had no idea there was a difference between the A, B, C, D, E. So I didn't know my ABCs of real estate. And you know, I've been in the game for a while. You know, as a part timer. So I also another good topic is that um, the 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 premise that you you don't need to know everything to start. A lot of people over plan. They overpopulate their brains with information and things like that. So I want people to know that, you know, not you don't know what you don't know, but you will find that comfort zone. You will just need to jump in with both feet and and do it at some point, because a lot of people are on the fence. It's like the analysis paralysis. I do this all the time personally. So don't overanalyze, but we do want to to give people different, you know, the topics, the varieties, just so they know they're going to find something or someone that they connect with that's going to push them to that next next step.
2: Crystal, I think you nailed it. I think people get frozen in that education phase. And I always tell people real estate is, is similar to swimming. Like you can read about swimming, watch YouTube videos about swimming, listen to podcasts about swimming. You're not going to be a good swimmer swimmer until you start jumping in the water. And uh, real estate's the same way. You, you And just doing is so much better than just learning. And so I, I like to give everyone like a three-month window, maybe six-month window. Okay. But more than that, like you just – Go put your money into investment and you're going to learn quickly. And it's not that hard. And other investors are very, very helpful and they want you to succeed. There's so many mentors out there that uh, will, will tell you everything to make sure it's, it's a easy swim.
0: This is what I thought. This is what I thought was fun, doc, was the fact that, that, you know, you listen to a show about real estate. And you have a host that doesn't know there's ABCD class real estate. <laughs> Seriously, I mean that that sounds like a one star review, right? I got a real estate show, but I got somebody that doesn't that doesn't know the whole language of real estate. That for me is the fun that we've got a guy who knows that intimately. We have a woman who's an engineer, and when she picks up this stuff, like she's got that engineering brain of, hey, I'm going to question all these things. Like, really? There's this, there's this, there's this. So to be able to explore along with Crystal and at the same time learn from her experience that she has had, and like she just said, not having to know everything, and then Alan fills in the dots. Like Some of these shows that talk over your head drive me crazy. Just it's so in the weeds, so I'm like, I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know. So, to Crystal's point, we don't want to assume you know the language, and that's that's really, you know, why why these two people together I think are going to make a lot of fun
1: for us. It sounds like these two people together will make a lot of fun for the Stack and Deed show. Tell us about Joe. Who else may show up? Are you showing up on any of these episodes? Might we hear from the notorious neighbor Doug, so well known from the Stack and Benjamin show? So, so, uh, neighbor Doug will be
0: on the show. Neighbor Doug is going to, to definitely be on the show. I will be on some episodes, mostly talking about the headline segment, because if you think of the stacking Benjamins format, this very much follows a similar format. And we talk about a current headline. So I will hang out on many shows for the headline. You'll also hear uh, Alan and Crystal when we do real estate segments, talking about our real estate segments, almost like Doc, when we have some of our heavy hitting interviews, we have you do the interview and then you and I discuss those. Um, th- th- same thing. Like I-, I feel like being able to flex the fact that we're this family and and use mm-hmm. each other's strengths, I think is going to be great for all three of our shows, frankly.
3: Funny, we'll see if uh, Doug and Ruth have history. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Awkward. Right? Speaking of family, it's just worth mentioning that the reason Doug is able to kind of make the segue over to Stacking Deeds is he also happens to be Ruth, the realtor's mechanic. So he (laughs) wears many hats. And uh, so we were able to pull that in. And we are a small family in many ways because of it. So, Krista, let's wrap this up. What are you hoping to accomplish?
1: I'm I'm imagining this is your first podcast, right? So as you look to the future,
3: what are you hoping Stacking Deeds accomplishes? Well, of course, we're going to hit that 7 million listener mark ASAP, but not, but even I feel like even without the big listeners number, if we help one person make their first real estate transaction, the show is a success for me because I want to have, I want to establish the community that welcomed me when I first bought my first place, when I didn't know I had, remember Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, when they said you had the power all along, I didn't know I had this power, you know, to 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 buy my first place. And now I'm also in a position to change the neighborhood, you know, because I took advantage of other programs in the neighborhood now that I'll be building some very nice affordable housing. So who would have thought, you know, this girl from South Side of Chicago long time ago had a problem and was looking for someone else to solve it. And she had the power all along. So we want to find more Dorothy's and uh, Toto's not saying men or dogs or anything, but we (laughs) want to find more, (laughs) more people that don't know that the power that they already have
2: a hundred percent agree with that. We're not, a mogul building show. Like we're not trying to turn everyone into like monocle wearing monopoly men. That's not the goal that there's other real estate shows for that. It, this is, Hey, you just some small steps similar to investing to an IRA or a mutual fund. Like this will help you in the future. It's a step to change your life. Your finances gives you more time and freedom and options. And that's, that's sort of what what we're going to push is, hey, you don't, you don't have to obsess over this. Let me over, obsess over it. And then you just do as much as you want and we'll make sure you got the, the the steps to succeed.
1: Joe, speaking of other real estate shows, you and I talk a lot about this idea of finding things we like, shows we respect, people who do things well and learning how to integrate some of their techniques into our own shows. Let's look at the reverse side of that. What is it in other shows that you're going to specifically try to avoid in stacking deeds? We're gonna we're gonna avoid an
0: emphasis toward um toward product pushing and selling. We're going to uh, avoid making fun of people that tried hard and went down the wrong path. I think that when it comes to our theater community, uh, people who are stacking deeds, I think we're going to be very positive for them. But we are going to be very negative toward brands that we think are ripping you off. So we're not going to be, it's not going to be all sunshine and roses and rainbows all the time. It, it will sometimes, our show will go negative, but it will always be to caution our community about brands we think that aren't working in your best interest. So that's that's our editorial. Um, positive for you. You can do this. We won't make fun of anybody. We won't use
1: that for entertainment. We will use brands trying to rip you off as entertainment a lot.
2: Alan, what is the most controversial issue in real estate today? Controversial issue. I think right now interest rates are, are get the headlines, and it scares people. Uh, Crystal referred to that a little bit. Uh, say just like Crystal, I bought, I, I got real estate investing at seven and a half percent, which is higher than today's interest rate. I think that's very controversial. Uh, I personally create a lot of controversy because I take the anti-Dave Ramsey approach. I think debt and leverage is a good thing, almost uh, if, if not the best thing about real estate, and you should use as much leverage as possible. Which, if used right, you know, Dave Ramsey calls that playing with snakes. But there's also snake charmers out there that make a good living. So that's what I'm I'm trying to uh, teach and and say how you can be successful and how this. You know it it got it it changed my life. It got me out of the projects, right? so uh it can yours too, and it it only took me ten thousand dollars so it, it, it there, there's options out there.
0: Can I say half the fun of the show too is listening to Crystal and I fight with him about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Crystal, the most controversial issue in real estate today
3: Well, Alan did hit the 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 interest rate on the head. I did agree with the leverage part. I would say what's another? I feel like another is the watching out for the scams. I would say there's so many scamsters out here. They will take your $10,000 and tell you, Hey, I'm going to show you how to try to make a deal. And then they disappear with your money. Um, there's a the fake it till you make it. People who are just total frauds online, you know, showing this, you know, lapse of luxuries, totally scamming people. So that's another huge, huge area. Like if it's too good to be true, run the other way. Don't walk, run the other way. So there are, there's another side of it. It's the scamster side. And when people are asking you to Western Union money, don't do it. Like, I'm begging you, don't. There's even special departments of banks, because a lot of people, you know, grandparents, they're like, nope, we're calling the cops. Like, this doesn't sound right. So it's, it's the scamsters. I feel like that's the biggest part in real estate.
0: But can I draw a line there? Like if we ask
1: you to send us money, then do <laughs> then, it. Then it's okay. <laughs> then it's fine.
0: That is perfectly
1: fine. Well, I wanted to thank you all for coming on today. You know what I love about Stacking Benjamins is this idea that we can make money fun and interesting and exciting. And by doing that, we lower the stakes on all these decisions that we have so much anxiety about. Well, we have anxiety about money. I think we specifically have anxiety about real estate, and that keeps a lot of people from ever even considering it. I think Stacking Deeds can help the way in making it approachable, just as both of you as well as Joe is approachable, too. I wanted to end this episode the way I end every episode by asking you what's up next in your life and where we can find you. First, Joe, when does Stacking Deeds launch and where can you find it? We launch uh man is, hopefully if everything goes
0: right, we are, but I gotta say, we are so prepared. We did three pilot recordings. We really have have worked and worked and worked and worked. This show I think is very prepared to go. So, but fingers crossed, everything goes right. Uh, we'll be on March seventh, Tuesday, March, March 7th. 7th. We will and be this live. should
1: come out just before that. So this should prep you and get you ready. So now that you're hearing it you can be there for the first episode and have it downloaded. Crystal, we know what's coming up next for you, which is obviously the show. But if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that?
3: Yes, follow me on, uh, I'm on the Twitters and Instagram at condo, Crystal, C-O-N-D-O-C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. And what's next for me, you're you're just, when you follow me, you're going to just hear about the journey I'm on now. And so I'm just sharing, sharing, sharing information, education, success stories, horror stories, all the fun stuff.
1: And Alan, we know what's next with you is is probably arguing with Joe. But besides <laughs> that, where can people reach you if they want to know more?
2: Also, Doctor, I just put an offer on your house. So uh, things <laughs> may be changing over there.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Hopefully it was above asking price or it was a, uh, yes, it was above yes. listing price.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm real estate maxi on Twitter I'm because I call myself a real estate maximalist. And so if you want to follow me on social media, I talk real estate every single day, go March 7th. Is, is really what I'm focused on, which is the stacking deeds right now. You can go subscribe to the show right now. We've got a trailer up. So put it on your radar, download it and let's, let's talk real estate and go from there.
1: So the show is stacking deeds. It launches March 7th download it the minute it comes out. This has been the Earn and Invest podcast. and behalf of myself, I'd like to thank Joe Salcihi, Crystal Hammond, and Alan Corey. That's a wrap. Earn and Invest is now part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to this show as well as other fine podcasts. All right. As you guys know, I keep things running um, just to get the after show. Tell us about the name, Stacking Deeds. Who came up with it and, and what was the process like of figuring out what to call the show?
3: It was like a it was a brainstorming session, right? Because these, these not to be vulgar, these Nuts was a, so popular. <laughs> we were like, we can't call it that. <laughs> Stacking Deeds <these> Nuts. <laughs> no, Deeds <laughs> So we put deeds in there somehow, and we wanted to keep the keep the fabric, you know, the the family fabric of stacking Benjamins.
2: <laughs> and also, to me, it, it conjures up memories of dominating in the game of Monopoly and making everyone cry because you have the stack of deeds uh, in front of your face. Uh, or, or most likely than not, it was the reverse. People were stacking up their deeds, and I was crying. But you, you get the idea. That's uh, say.
0: Just exactly. The, the, the We start off with a mood. We're like, what will make people cry? Like, how, can, <laughs> how can we get somebody to flip the board, like flip the podcast? Oh, yeah.
3: I just want to
1: know which one of you is going to wear the monocle on the show.
3: Oh, that's Alan. Alan. Definitely, yeah. Alan. See, no hesitation.
2: <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got two on order, one for each guy, so uh, I'm probably doing it. I'd overdo everything. But Doesn't yeah. that get rid
0: of the monocle? Then it's a duonicle. duanicle, <laughs>
1: bifocal. It's, I don't it's, know. it's the
2: modern way of doing monocles, Joe. You know they went out of style, but now I'm bringing them back with two at a time with it's, it's a more difficult glasses. Yes. Our first product placement. We should
0: make those, and we'll put, do product placement on the show for all the people that can that can see into a podcast. They'll see you with the duonicles on. <laughs> I, I like maybe that, that. Should as be as your that... artwork
1: for stacking deeds. You know, Alan
0: with a monocle. Alan on the artwork? Have you seen (laughs) Alan? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want me on any artwork. Yes. like having me on the artwork.
1: All joking aside, um, one thing that I love that you guys seem to be very attuned to is that, you know, we have two or three different ways of getting into real estate. Well, way more than that. But you typically have the people who study the heck out of it before they get in. And then you have the people who just jump in and kind of do it and find a way without Studying it like heck. And that's what kind of is nice. I think about what you guys are talking about doing is it really speaks to all those groups. Like I, when I started buying real estate, I didn't go on to bigger pockets. I didn't listen to any podcasts or read any books. I mean, I'd grown up seeing my parents do it. Um, So I just kind of took their lead, maybe asked them a few questions. But you know, about half the people who go into real estate are just like that, right? They saw someone else do it or heard about it, but didn't do the deep dive. And the other half has really gone to the books and the podcasts, et cetera. So I think it's kind of cool that you speak to both those groups.
2: I'll tell you, Dr. G, think of any landlord you've ever had and how the 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 idiotic, nature of that landlord like to me that was that bar was so low of, of success <laughs> i was like i just have to be better than this guy and who collects my rent check every month yeah and so and i bought my first property on my 22nd birthday and no 22 year old knows anything you know at that point so yeah i was one of those people that just jumped all in
3: and i feel like the um like the, the different kinds of people too because you know back of course back when i uh there were no you know um Books and podcasts. Well, there were books. Uh, there, you back know, but back there, in the Stone Ages. There was no written word. <laughs> no, but you way older than we thought she was. We had no, <laughs> no. idea. Crystal's uh, 847. <laughs> right. I'm older than Ruth. Older than Ruth. Um, yeah. But you know, back then though, like, you know, you had to actually, you know, leave the house, make an effort to find people, you know, looking in the newspaper stuff like that to find your group of people. And I feel like the first step you do is, you know, or should be to learn something, learn anything, talk to somebody. And so I feel like we, you end up, meeting the people who jumped in and made all the mistakes and they're actually there to share with you, Hey, don't do this. Don't do what I did or here are the mistakes. Cause that other part of real estate is like the people that want to know, you know, not misery loves company, but when we're getting phone calls from plumbers and things like that, you know, Oh yeah, that's happened to me too. This is, you know, how I solve that problem. Now, you know, this is, this is the system that I set in place where when the plumber calls. We're ready for the plumber's calls. You know, we're ready for this call from the roofer. You know, so you get to talk to people about, you know, what worked, what didn't work. And that comes from people who jumped in and that comes from people who overstudied. You care about your money. Of course you do. So why aren't you
2: listening to SoFi Daily? This podcast will keep you updated on the latest news in the stock market and how it could impact your financial life. Stay on top of what's happening. Listen to SoFi Daily, wherever you get your podcasts. That's SoFi Daily, wherever you get your podcasts. Tech moves fast. So keep pace with the Daily Crunch podcast from TechCrunch. With new episodes every day, this podcast will give you a quick overview on everything you need and should know about startups, new tech, regulations, and more.